Okay, folks, we're about to get started. Is I starting? Is that the? Yeah, let's okay. do it. That's, a, that's how we're doing this? Yeah, what are we gonna talk about today? I don't know. All right, we'll figure it out. Hey everyone, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker. Welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs live and in person here at Voice 22. So Alan, uh, what podcast does this make? This will be, I believe this uh, will probably be around episode 117 or 118. All right. Of our, of our Two Voice Devs podcast. Um, it, is, it is great to see everybody out there. Definitely. So it's let, good to be back at a conference. It's good to be back at a conference, definitely. It's good to actually see people. Um, so we are going to be taking your questions for us. Uh, whole thing will last about half an hour, maybe a little bit more. And this will be a future podcast. So uh, expect in a, in a couple of weeks, once we get the video and audio all set up and I do some editing, oh boy, uh, <laughs> we, will, we will have it. So if you have questions for us, we've got a microphone set up over here on the side. Please use the microphone to make sure we get nice and good recordings of everything. So if you have a question, come stand up at the microphone. Otherwise, we're just gonna keep talking like we normally do about whatever. Whatever we normally yeah, talk about. What we did this last week, what technology we're finding interesting. Um, but as soon as you're standing up in the mic, we'll kind of wind into a, a question and we'll keep going. But uh, so what have you done this last uh, week or two? I don't know, there was this conference I went to. How about you? A conference, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I got to go to New York and uh, tour some around DC, so kind of mix a little work and, and pleasure. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So, you know, we're, we're recording this on, the, I guess, the middle day of Voice 22. We had the keynote session a couple of hours ago this morning. Yep. What are the, the kinds of things you've seen so far that have been really exciting for you? Oh, it, well, besides the keynote part, just being at a conference, seeing friends that I haven't seen um, yet, um, people that I have only met online, it's been a couple of years since we talked, but, it, yeah. but we've, we started the podcast after we met the last time during uh, the pandemic and as part of Voice Lunch, we kind of met. So that's, that's kind of how this podcast started off. And uh, so it's just really exciting, that part. So just the conference itself and seeing people is- No, I agree. The conference awesome. has been really, really amazing. I think one of the things that's excited me the most um, has been, you know, on one hand, and in this audience, there are a lot of faces that I recognize, that I know, um, that we've been talking to over the past bunch of years. There are also a lot of new faces um, at the conference itself. So it's really good to see that the voice industry really is growing. Yeah. You know, we've got people who are involved and engaging and doing stuff that we hadn't seen before. So it's, it's wonderful to make new connections, to maintain our old connections. Yeah. So one of the things that the, the end of the keynote was um, a software called a bridge, which you can take into the doctor's office and it records a transcription of your doctor's visit, and then it highlights different words, whether it be medication or medical terms that you can use. And I just really thought that was a, a great use of this voice technology uh, because doctor's visits are stressful as it is. And then you're trying to remember your questions during the visit. And then afterwards, people are like, what do they say? You're like, well, I, I think they said this. And it's just great, a, a great use of uh, voice technology. No, I, I agree. In fact, I, one of the things about the abridged presentation that I really enjoyed, aside from it was cool, it was great technology, mm -hmm. it was really cool to see, was also that it really kind of started driving home the, we're doing this for a reason. Yeah. You know, we're not doing it just because it's cool technology. We're not doing it just because, you know, hey, it'll be fun to talk to games. We're doing it because 
we identified a problem, and voice was an amazing way to address that problem. Yeah, and it's interesting. It solves the problem both on the patient side as and, well as the doctor's right. side. Right, yeah, no, it's, it's really a win for everybody yeah. involved. Um, so that was really exciting to see. And that, you know, just that uh, someone, again, goes back to identify that problem, solve that problem, and voice was the key element in solving that problem. Yeah. I think those are the sorts of things that as an industry, as developers, we need to be looking more for. For those cases, For yeah. those cases. So you know, there's a lot of fun things you can do with voice, but you need to find a way to either make it make sense monetarily or have some financial or some significant value. It could be ease of use for um, your, your customers. It could be, in this case, um, solving a problem for both patients and doctors. So there's lots of uh, different things. We just need to find out like, what is the root case that's going to, to solve? What real problem are we going right. to solve? Right. And you know, I, th I think as we start addressing real problems, I think people will start to see more and more how voice isn't just, oh, you know, it's just a, a keyboard. It's just, you know, yeah. another input device that it's really another way to address problems and I, you know, to, to solve problems. Yeah. And I think that's going to be important. So again, folks, you can stand up and ask questions and we will try to answer. Ah, good, we see people lining up now, fantastic. Greetings from ET. Hey. I was pleasantly pleased to hear that they're doing a national landing, uh, a tech hub here in this yeah. area. I'm from Silicon Valley, so you know we kind of are very jaded and do a thing. Can you share with your listeners uh, about national landing and how you perceive and how you could work with them? That, that's going to be interesting. I hand, uh, um, one, of the, one of the things we saw at the keynote this morning was a presentation by the, the redevelopment group for this area. Uh, and for those of you that, that don't know where we are right now, we're kind of located across the road from National Airport, or Reagan National Airport in, uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, just outside DC. Um, and this area is going to be where Amazon is building one of their, their new headquarters. Right. Um, so that was kind of interesting to see, not just that they are saying, you know, Amazon's here, problem solved. They're kind of using Amazon as an anchor for a lot of other technology. Right. And, uh, you know, I, for, for people that don't know the, the DC area very well, there is a lot of technology that's going on around here. So it's exciting to see that they're, they're kind of trying to create that anchor. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you know, being located so close to different government organizations, there's lots of opportunities for voice, uh, to bring voice into uh, different things that they're doing. Yeah. So it's a, I think it's a good choice for a location. I agree. Yes. Hi, uh, this is Olga. Uh, so my question is about uh, the current state of voice industry. Um, I look at it from the perspective of the fact that in the beginning, when you first create a product, it has to be fully integrated. So if you change one thing, you have to change a bunch of other things. But now what I see is that this integration, the modularization of the voice industry, where now all the parts can be created by different companies and they fit together well. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe what you've heard from your uh, experience? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of different um, parts that you can put together to, to form a solution. And there's still some glue that you have to do um, to, to make that work together. And I, I see that be becoming easier over time. But uh, it, it is um, 
exciting to see that there's lots of different choices out there. So I need to solve the problem of ASR. Am I going to solve um, automatic speech recognition on the client uh, with something that's coming out of like, the Chrome browser? Or am I going to pass that through some processing through some, of it, some other provider that's doing the ASR? Uh, I need to uh, you know, change that audio into text, but now I need to give meaning to that, uh, that text and run that through some sort of natural language understanding processing. So you've got some different providers that, uh, that, that can do that. So, it's interesting, and then on the the, the back end side, you've got the text to speech, and so um, you know. In the keynote, it was talking about uh, having real life celebrity voices. I, I still think that's something that that's that's coming, and and I guess uh, needs to evolve a little bit more before that's even more prevalent. But um, I, I think it's just really exciting that you have options. You you, go, you can go to the exhibit hall and see lots of different vendors talking about what problems in that whole um, conversation flow that they solve. Um, so I, I think it's just going to keep getting better and we'll, we'll see more, more integration and more ability to, to plug things in. I think one of the great things about modularity is that it also, I won't say solves the problem, but makes it easier to uh, create one thing and have it work on multiple platforms. You know, it's not going to be right once run any, everywhere. But it does at least say that, okay, I can take this component, which I know will run pretty well everywhere, and this component, which will run pretty well everywhere, and create the glue, and maybe create a couple of pieces that, um, that need to be tailored for each platform. And those platforms, you know, one of, the, one of the big buzzwords we're seeing a lot more of is omni-channel. So, you know, how do, I, how do I take input from a voice assistant and deliver results via email, via text, via other channels? Um, and we're starting to see those products coming online. And I think that's, that's kind of one of the things I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing more from this conference and seeing how that evolves over the next few years. So we're not locked into a single vendor. I'm, I'm writing for Google, I'm writing for Amazon. Yeah. And if I want to write for both, I now need to convert it from one to the next. So I'm, I'm really excited to see where, where that stage of it goes. Well, and you know, I started this whole thing back in uh, 2017 by uh, starting to write Alexa skills. And so I came in kind of through one channel, but I soon found out that, that you could do similar things on Google and you could do some similar things with chatbots. You could do, there's lots of different things you can do. And, and a lot of things that we're doing at uh, the company I work for, Rain, is with custom assistance. So, now I want to be able to have my existing mobile app or existing website, and I want to add uh, voice input to that. Um, that could be a tap to talk button, it could be um, with a wake word. Um, and so all of those things are very similar, and so you don't necessarily want to write the whole solution front to back for each of those different uh, platforms. So finding ways to be able to write that once and then um, you know, share 70, 80, 90% of the code and then make you know, specific customizations per platform so that you know, if you've got a screen, then you can do the multimodal side of things. If you have just a, a, a speaker, you can handle the voice side. So I, I, I think there's just a lot um, more that we're gonna see with custom assistance and, and uh, being able to solve the problem across multiple platforms. Yeah, I agree. Next question. We see, I have a line here. This is amazing. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, thanks. Um, Alan, I understand that there are changes coming to Voice Lunch. Would you speak a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so for those of you that, that don't know me, 
Um, one of the things that I've helped organize with Mike Novak, who seems to have not shown up in this room, and I'll, I'll ding him on that later, he's stuck in lunch, yeah, um, is uh, I've, I've helped organize a community effort called Voice Lunch uh, North America, which was an outgrowth of the Voice Lunch uh, Foundation or Voice Lunch Global. Um, the, the two creators of Voice Lunch Global are kind of stepping back a little bit, and Mike and I have kind of stepped forward so I guess to, to speak a little bit about what Voice Lunch Global has been was during the pandemic, uh, Michal and Carol brought together a bunch of people on Zoom once or twice a week just to start talking about voice. And it was, it was seen at the time as, uh, although it was called Voice Lunch, it was kind of joked as the cocktail hour of uh, the voice industry where, where people from pretty much across the world we're able to gather and talk about what we were doing and what we were learning and what our companies were doing and so forth. Um, in the, the two or so years since then, we have, they grew to a number of chapters around the world uh, and then kind of consolidated a bit as people were no longer really as interested in it. Voice Lunch North America was one of the bigger ones that kept going. And uh, as Carol and Michal stepped back a little, uh, Mike and I stepped up and said, you know, we're, we're willing to take the format that we used for Voice Lunch North America and continue it for everyone and then kind of take over the, the global slot and continue it as a global slot on a once a month basis. So probably what, what we're uh, looking forward to going forward and we encourage feedback from the community because it's very much a community effort. Um, what do you want to see? So we want to be able to, to take the community once a month or so, have the community get together for major presentations, and every week on Fridays kind of kick back a little, relax, and have a more personal conversation amongst ourselves. Right. So that's, that's kind of where we want to be going with it. And I mean, you were, you've been an active member of Voice Lunch yeah. Since the beginning again. Yeah, not, not quite the very beginning, but when I found it, it was sure uh, a sure lifesaver. And, and the, a lot of friends that I have here now now that I've met for the first time are, are international folks. And so uh, it's, it's been great. So looking forward to what's, what's happening next with Voice Lunch. And we're, we're very much looking forward to, um, to working with the community and figuring that out as well. Right. Thank you. You both have been, you're among the wise people of course, <laughs> the two of you, and having been in this industry since its very beginnings, what would be the three things that will propel voice, broadly defined, into, say, the exponential growth that many people have dreamt of, as opposed to perhaps the stage-by-stage -stage incremental growth? What are the three things that we as the industry could and should do to really push this thing into a rocket ride? Wow, that's that's a so so that's, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah, yeah uh, we're we're normally a half hour podcast, John. So um, <laughs> we we may have to take up that answer on on future episodes. But I think in short, I don't know you want to. Yeah, and it's really hard because uh, as a developer, I get into the weeds a lot. You know, hands on code. So so sometimes it's hard for me to t take a step back and say, well, what should this be or what could this be in the future? But one of the things that I've noticed is that voice technology still is not easy to use as far as a voice input for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, it can be intimidating for people um, of different ages. It doesn't necessarily recognize um, you know, accents in, in certain cases. Um, if you've got somebody with uh, 
um, you know, autism um, or Down syndrome, then, then that is difficult for voice input. So I think um, as improvements are made there, then it's gonna open up more and more. So I think that's, that's one thing that's really needed to propel is just, just keep making it better and easier to, to improve on, on, speech, on speech side of things. I think another thing would be just practicality. As, as it evolves, it's going to be in more places. It's going to be, um, you're, you're not going to have to get a device and put it in every room. It's going to be you know, already built into your car. It's going to be a, different places. So I think just increasing the ubiquity of it is going to make it easier. And, and part of it is just going to take time for the younger generation who is really starting off with voice uh, first. They're just going to expect it. And it's, I, I think, um, you know, just in like 10, this could be 10 years, 15 years in the future, it's just going to be bigger because uh, people have grown up with it and they're just expecting it and it's going to be easier to put in lots of different places. I, th I think from a developer perspective, some of the biggest things that I think we really need are uh, the equivalent of widgets. You know, if, if you go to, if you pick up a, a, an operating, a windowed operating system, you know, if you go on the web anywhere, you know what a button looks like you know what you expect it to do. When it doesn't do that, things are broken. Um, you know what links are, you know what drop-down menus are, you know what a shopping cart is if you're in a shopping system. Um, you know what an accordion library, you know, you, you have all of these patterns that we are used to on the web and on mobile devices. We don't have that paradigm yet for a voice. We don't have a standard way that I can uh, say something and hear it on Alexa and hear it on a custom assistant and hear it on uh, Siri and hear it on Google. You know, we, we don't have a way to do that right now. Um, and maybe it's too early for us to have a way to do that right now. Maybe we don't have that audio, we, maybe we don't understand the audio language that we need to even begin to take an attempt, but I think we need to begin to take that attempt. Because yeah. if, if we don't, you know, and, and fortunately there are people that are out there that are asking, well, how do we make that? How do we do that? And what is it going to look like and sound like, and, you know, and more importantly, and sound like? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that we need. And then start turning those into standard components so that I don't have to think about, well, okay, what do I need to do to make a shopping cart on Alexa? It literally just becomes, oh, I click the button for shopping carts and fill in 20 fields, and now I have a shopping cart. That's the level we need to get to. It's the level where we're sort of at in mobile. It's the level where we're sort of at on the web. That's really what we need to get to is, is get the standard, basic, low-hanging fruit out of the way so that we can get to really innovate with everything else. Well, and then I think adding on to that, but now that you've got components that you can build a solution, how, how do you um, put different solutions together so that you can build a bigger voice experience? So yes. like if I want to, you know, I, we've still talked about it and there are some solutions out there that are, are kind of addressing this, but it still needs to be a lot more. If I want to reserve a table and then take an Uber to get to the restaurant, those are two different providers, but you could, you know, start thinking about streaming two or three or five or 10 together in a way that doesn't seem disjoint because you've got different voices that are happening at different points. Right. And, it's, it's that interoperability yeah. between uh, different um, 
different apps and exactly. how, how they work together. And, and this is where this is where John obviously gave us a leading question so that we could answer it by saying, um, this is one of the things that, that organizations like the Open Voice Network are doing yeah. to, to help set those standards and, and figure out the ways that, that they can communicate in each other and, and start pushing us forward in a standard way. Yeah. So Open Voice Network, we always try to give a shout out to them when, when we can. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. All right. Hey there. <laughs> um, so you spoke a little earlier about a tool that you were excited about that uh, I think was to trade natural language understanding. So my question is, and I'm curious about, what are some tools that you've seen in the industry that support designers and developers to collaborate and maybe co-build um, conversational flow and logic? Um, I'm, I'm curious to see if you have any suggestions more like, A, are there tools out there? B, should they exist? And C, <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? So I think we should talk about content management systems for voice. I think that's a fantastic, and, and, and the reason we're kind of laughing about that is that's been one of the, the topics that on the, uh, the podcast, we have seven or so episodes now yeah, that we dedicated like that. to, um, on, the, on the broad subject of content management and voice and how it's different and why it's important and kind of the tools that we've made and are working on to, to answer it. I should, however, answer, uh, start by prefacing at least my perspective on that is we're both developers. So we come at it from a very developer-centric point of view with the deep understanding of how important designers are. Yes, big appreciation for designers out there. Um, so um, at Rain, we have a lot of uh, proprietary tools that we use that we, um, how voice designers design the conversation flow and kind of the tools that we use to share and, and work back and forth. There, there is a need for a product out there that is a content management system that you can uh, put not just the, um, like the text-to-speech responses, but the whatever the, the, the subject is, if you're, a good voice experience has content that's updated on a regular basis. That's why something like uh, question of the day was very well received because every day there was a new question, new content coming. It was fresh. It was always up to date as opposed to you build something and it's got a list of uh, doctors and it's been you know three years since the, the, the experience has been updated and who knows if the doctors have changed. Or, so it, it needs to be something that, that's updated on a regular basis. So. Um, there are some tools that, that are, are trying to fill that, like VoiceFlow is a, is a, is a, good, a good tool where designers can de develop a flow and they're even working to the point where they're hoping you can take that exact design and then turn that into a working um, uh, solution, kind of fill that uh, developer um, and then developer designer working together and then developer deploy um, scenario. Um, that's really the, the big one that I, that I can see. There's, there are other tools that are out there that are trying to solve that same problem, but it, it, it could be a challenge and you really need somebody that focuses on what are the things that designers need and give them what they need and what are the tools that developers need and what, what are the interaction points. And so I think there's big room for improvement there. I think one of the things that I know I've seen, and one of the things that I think is great, has been great about the conference so far is I'm seeing more and more people focusing on that kind of question, is saying, you know, how do we, how do we head for a no-code future? 
And as a developer, I don't like no-code futures, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of understand it in the same way of, you know, is WordPress a no-code solution to building a website? Sort of, yeah. Um, and I can tell you as a consultant, I do a lot of WordPress business because there's still a lot of code behind the scenes that needs to be made. So how do we get to that point in voice where I can say, you know, off the shelf, I'm gonna pull this voice experience for you and then you can tailor it somewhat and I as your developer will tailor it somewhat and you can keep updating the content in it. <coughs> That's where we need to get to. Right. We're not there yet. Um, but I'm encouraged by the number of people who I've met here who are saying that's the sort of thing they're working on. So that, that's been really encouraging to me. Yeah. And you know, maybe by next year you can ask us the same question and we can give you a longer list. Or you know, in between now and then we'll have you know, some of them on the show as, uh, as guests to talk about what they're doing. Because I think it's important that, that we say we want a lot of good voice experiences um, we want them to feel familiar to people whether they're moving from one, you know, if you're booking at restaurant A or restaurant B, we want that to feel more or less the same, but with your own style to it. Um, and then have developers who are out there working on, okay, what's the next big thing? What is the equivalent of uh, Uber for voice? Not what's ride sharing for voice, but you know, what's the big idea that has never been able to be done before, but that we can do with voice. And we need to get past the easy stuff before we tackle those difficult questions. You know, and I like to think I know what some of the difficult questions are, but I don't know what all of them are. So we don't have any other questions, at least nobody else is standing up at the microphone. So, so uh, you have another talk at, at the conference tomorrow. So. I do, tomorrow I'm going to be speaking on uh, uh, I think the way I phrase it is uh, designing for the omni-channel. Uh, focus on out-tense, not intense. Oh, all right. So, so it's using my made-up buzzword in out-tent. And that'll be tomorrow. What's yours? So tomorrow at 3, I'm doing a session on voice-first prescription management. It's a project that I've been doing through RAIN. Um, can't tell you quite yet who, who it's for, but it's pretty significant. It's uh, prescription refills and uh, by voice, and I can talk about the, the eight different things that, you're, that you'll need to know as you're going through that project. It's, it's, it's how to take a, make an Alexa healthcare skill in their HIPAA environment, but it's, there'll be stuff that's, that's technical in it, but it's also will be for designers and, and business stakeholders to, to understand just kind of what all happens in that special area of healthcare and voice. That sounds exciting. I'm looking forward to that because yeah. I, know, I know this is a project you've been working on for a while now. Yeah, it's many months. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody who was able to, to make it out here today. Uh, thank the audience for, for tuning in, as you always have done. Um, you know, I think, and, and thank you, Mark, because this has yeah. been, it has been an experience doing this with you for the past two years now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting up with me for two years. <laughs> um, but I think it's been fun. I think you yeah. know, every, every week I'm learning something new, and uh, I hope other people are learning stuff new as well. Yeah, and it's and, and you think we, we've got like this big plan. We just get together and we're like, okay, it's Thursday. What are we going to talk about today? We're like, I don't. We can talk about A, B, or C. Well, let's let's talk about this. And, Whatever. Know, yeah, let's and. We just get together and we just talk, and it turns out even if it's been a rough week, because uh, sometimes developers have rough weeks, 
Um, it's just always good to talk. I've got a friend that I can talk to about things and we just, we start talking and our day goes better and, and it's just a nice uh, thing to look forward to. So uh, it's, it's been a fun um, experience and we'll just keep going and- Keep going, looking forward to it. So uh, thank you again, everyone. I hope you all have a great conference and a great week. Have a great week, Paul. Yeah, thanks you too. And uh, stay tuned and you'll catch us on another episode of Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs.